It's April the 8th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to our year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. I told you yesterday we have a surprise, and I'm going to give you that surprise in just a moment. But, but first, let me say again how much we appreciate all the comments and all the questions. Uh, you know, we've been doing these monthly Q&A sessions, started them in February, did it again in March, going to do it again in just a few days here in the month of April. Thank you so much for your comments on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, in text, email. It's just great to hear from you, to know that you're joining us. Thank you so much. And I also want to remind you that all the videos, all the videos from January the 1st until today, they are kind. They're on YouTube, they're on Facebook, they're on Rumble. But the easiest way to find them is on the Keep Believing website. Just go to keepbelieving.com and then click on the link that says, Let's Read the Bible. That'll open up the page. You scroll down the page. There's some tabs. Go to the month you want. All the videos for January, they're on there. February, they're on there. March, they're on there. Everything through today uh, is on the April tab. And eventually, by God's grace, all the way through we're going to have 365 videos taking you from Genesis to Revelation. They are there 24-7. We just want you to take advantage of that. Tell your friends about those videos. And that's a great way to catch up. Because I know some people are just joining us here in April. Well, don't worry. At your leisure, whenever you want, day or night, 24-7, the videos are online archived. They are free for you to watch anytime you want. Now, I mentioned to you that we've got a special surprise today. I've got to thank my friend Ed Kershack, who's a pastor on staff at Edgewood Baptist Church in Rock Island, Illinois. He's also one of the board members of Keep Believing Ministries. He said to me just after we started this, Ray, wouldn't it be great if we had Marlene come and read uh, one of the books of the Bible? He suggested, why not have Marlene read the book of Ruth? So, Today, without any further ado, let me turn it over to my sweetheart. Marlene is going to read Ruth chapters 1 and 2. The entire Bible is a story of redemption, and through its pages we read of God's redemption of nations, people, both men and women. The book of Ruth tells the beautiful story of God's redemption of a widow, Naomi, and her Moabite daughter-in-law, Ruth, a foreigner from a country despised by the Israelites. The book of Ruth reminds us that no one is excluded from God's redemptive purpose. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Ruth chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled in Israel, a severe famine came upon the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home and went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and two sons with him. The man's name was Elimelech, and his wife was Naomi. Their two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah, and when they reached Moab, they settled there. Then Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman named Orpah, and the other a woman called Ruth. But about ten years later, both Malon and Kilion died. This left Naomi alone, without her two sons or her husband. 
Then Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughter-in-laws got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where she had been living, and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back to your mother's homes, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go to your people. But Naomi replied, Why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who will grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible, and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again they wept together, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them continued their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? the woman asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara, for the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer, and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth, the young Moabite woman. They arrived in Bethlehem in light, late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. Ruth chapter 2 Now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband, Elimelech. One day, Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go out into the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who is kind enough to let me do it. Naomi replied, All right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters, and as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law Elimelech. While she was there, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters, the Lord be with you, he said. The Lord bless you, the harvesters replied. Then Boaz asked his foreman, Who is the young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, She is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. 
She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes' rest in the shelter. Boaz went over to Ruth and said, Listen, my daughter, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. See what part of the field they are harvesting, and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness, she asked. I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied, but I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. I hope I continue to please you, sir, she replied. You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I am not one of your workers. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, Come over here and help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with his harvesters, and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, Let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her, and pull out some heads of barley from the bundles, and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up. Don't give her a hard time. So Ruth gathered barley there all day, and when she beat out the grain that evening, it filled an entire basket. She carried it back into town and showed it to her mother-in-law. Ruth also gave her the roasted grain that was left over from her meal. Where did you gather all this grain today? Naomi asked. Where did you work? May the Lord bless the one who has helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man in whose field she had worked. She said, The man I worked with today is named Boaz. May the Lord bless him, Naomi told her daughter-in-law. He is showing kindness to us as well as to your dead husband. That man is one of our closest relatives, one of our family redeemers. Then Ruth said, What's more, Boaz even told me to come back and stay with his harvesters until the entire harvest is completed. Good, Naomi exclaimed. Do as he said, my daughter. Stay with these young women right through the whole harvest. You might be harassed in other fields, but you'll be safe with him. So Ruth worked alongside the women in Boaz's fields and gathered grain with them until the end of barley harvest. Then she continued working with them through the wheat harvest in early summer, and all the while she lived with her mother-in-law. Well, that was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, the different beautiful face to look at. She did a wonderful job. And, you know, you come the end of chapter two and we're in the middle of that story. Uh, Ruth has met Boaz, and uh, uh, what's going to happen? You got to come back tomorrow to find the end of the story. But let's just say this much Ruth is a story about the sweet providence of God. How, out of bitterness and sadness, you know, at the end of this book, we're going to find that God has not only done something great for Ruth, He has done something great for Naomi 
as well. Here's a story about the goodness of God, about the grace of God, about the providence of God, that how God can take the bitter experiences of life and bring something sweet out of them. So with that said, go out, friends, and have a wonderful day. You may have been having a hard few days. That happens to all of us. Just remember, the God of Ruth is our God too. He can take the broken pieces of life, make something beautiful out of them. Go out, have a great God-blessed day. Come back tomorrow. Marlene's going to read for us the rest of the book of Ruth. God bless. See you back here tomorrow.